For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Wow, the oldest quarterback in Super Bowl history to win a game. Peyton Manning, 39 years old. In a couple of weeks, Peyton Manning going to be 40 years old. Man, and this guy still says he has not decided whether or not he's going to hang up the cliques. Peyton, take your time, man. You're the Super Bowl winning quarterback. And your brother, oh, I forgot to say, Eli Manning, he was standing up there looking at Peyton winning the Super Bowl and looking mad. I mean, looking mad, real mad. Eli was looking real, real mad at Peyton winning his second Super Bowl. I guess he said, that should be me out there. But Eli, it wasn't you. It was your big brother. Now give him some love. Show him some love. And Peyton Manning, we showing you love on this show tonight on Sports Info UN. We showing you love, Peyton, because a lot of us believed in you. And I was one of them. I told him that you you were going to win this Super Bowl because you were not going to be doing too much. You were going to let the game come to you just like you did. You were going to let your defense do what they do, create turnovers, just create ruckus, and make it very, very hard for teams to run the ball, and that's what they did. And I, and I have to tell you, man, um, hey, we got a call on the line already. Van from St. Augustine. Van, what's going on? Hey, is this Daryl? Yeah, this is Daryl. What's going on, Van? Good to hear your voice. How's everything going over in St. Augustine? Hey, everything's still cold here. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a little cold in these parts. Um, hey, yeah, April. it was war- it was warming up yesterday. Now it's back being cold again. I have to get the comforter back out. I but know. anyway, you... I called now. I called early because I was afraid of, I I might fall asleep, and I don't want to miss uh, calling you and uh, uh, congratulating you on the show and uh, the best of luck. Hey, I really appreciate it, Van. I I, I really do. Um, what did you think about that Super Bowl yesterday? I actually watched the whole game. At first, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't think I was going to watch it. Uh, I really didn't much care about either team. But as I started watching it, it was really a good game. I was pleasantly surprised. And, I would uh, have to agree with you. I thought it was a very good game. And um, I think people that had not watched Cam Newton throughout this season – they probably looked at that game and say, what's the big deal about this guy? Because he yeah. really didn't have a, a, a good game. He had, he had a, a below average game, very below average game. And we didn't really see the athleticism that we thought we were going to see from him, um, design runs or maybe even um, quarterback draws. 
we just didn't see that. We we more or less saw a a a, a, a stand up quarterback trying to find receivers that dropped a lot of his passes, and um, and he actually you can see he was a little nervous and a little jittery, and this was his first Super Bowl, and um, he overthrew some um, some receivers too. So we didn't really see the the Cam Newton that a lot of fans would have thought they were going to see, especially if this was their first time seeing him. Yeah, well, I think part of the problem was uh, Carolina didn't change their game plan, you know, going into the second half. Because first half, the way Denver was uh, defensing them, it was like he had a fence around them. And uh, they didn't take advantage of the speed. So you would assume in the second half they'd adjust. But they didn't. They kept doing the same thing. So they really have nobody to blame but themselves. I, I would they, agree got, with they simply got outcoached is what it boiled down to. And um, and I don't really think Kubiak is is a very good coach, but I do think that um, that Phillips, the defense coordinator, has really shown that he can be an outstanding defense coordinator at a lot of places, and he really has a, an awesome defense in Denver right now. You know, Plus um, he's got Va- the talent. Yeah, he has talent. You know, Von Miller. But- talent. I think the Jaguars yeah. learned a lot from this game because. Uh, you know, you can take the best quarterback out there, but they become rather ordinary if you put a pass rush on them. And uh, that's what Denver did. And, in fact, uh, Manning didn't have that great of a game either because uh, Carolina was getting in there all over him. You're right. Um, um, Manning didn't have a good game at all, um, to I be mean, they scored 24 points. Let's see, a defense scored seven. And then I fell asleep uh when they, when they scored the last touchdown. So they, I guess they scored two touchdowns. So that's, what, 14, 17 points you need 24 to win usually, right? So he had either an average or a below-average game. He had it was a very below-average. Yeah. Very below-average. You know, he had 13 or 23, 141 yards, no touchdowns, yeah. an interception. Come on, yeah, you know, he, he, you know, he had a QBR of nine point nine. That's horrible. Oh, I didn't know so, that. You know, these he didn't put up he didn't put up good numbers at all. And when you look at the at the other side, their running attack they only ran the ball for like ninety yards. So yeah, if they didn't really yeah. have a, 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 a lot of production from offense. And and when yeah. we look at Cam Newton's numbers, um, he had two hundred and sixty five yards, eighteen of forty one for two sixty five. But yeah. he he really had a lot of drops, and he didn't he didn't he didn't throw the ball throw the ball very well at all. Yeah. So well, I was wondering if maybe that uh, time difference, that three hour time difference, might have some effect. But they were out there a week or so, I guess they'd have time to adjust. But so I yeah, think I Carolina, like I said, they just got out coached. It happens, and. Uh, you know, it's a shame I think, afterwards he walked out of the press conference. I didn't actually, I actually hear the whole thing, but uh, I don't know what he was upset about. But uh, I don't know. It's a shame he walked out. He should have just, you know, been a man and answered questions, you know, and finished it. But oh well. <laughs> I think he would have did himself a lot of good by just yeah. answering a few questions. And uh, yeah. and standing up there and being a professional because he looked very unprofessional um, doing what he did and he just really didn't look like the stand up guy that he's been throughout this season and yeah. I, I you know I, I it, and sometimes the last you know, impressions mean a lot yeah that's you what know, I was a lot of people to say. go away from that you know 
you know, if they're on the borderline, they'll just, you know, they'll just start souring on the guy. But, um, yeah, that was disappointing. But I don't know, like I said, I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed the halftime show, and um, everything was good. I just hey. wish I could have seen the very end of it, but... Hey, well, um, Van, it was it was a very good game. I I, I really think we've just seen um, the tip of the iceberg with uh, with Cam Newton. I think this young man is going because he's so young, and because our quarterbacks in the NFL are getting older, and and we're leaving, and they're leaving us. Um, Peyton Manning, he's thirty nine years old, contemplating on retiring at the uh, at probably throughout this off season. Um, Tom Brady, he's thirty eight years old. Uh, yeah. How many more years can he play? Carson Palmer. There's a big gap. There's yeah, a big Carson gap Palmer, he, the, he's uh, up there. Quarterbacks. Yeah, and and when and, we look uh, at Cam Newton, here's below him. I mean, when you get to the middle level, you have. Uh, I think I was reading this someplace like Philip Rivers, Jay Cutler. Yeah, guys. Yeah, guys are in the next tier down. Yeah, so they're, they're going to become the stars, and I don't know. And and we have to question Van. Will they actually become elderly before they become stars? Because Philip yeah. Rivers is not a young guy, and Jake Cutler no. he's had injury problems, and he's not a young guy either. Either he's been in the league for a long time. So we got to look at people like Cam Newton and possibly Russell Wilson. These are the young quarterbacks that are going to be yeah. taking the place of some of these guys leaving. Jake Bortles. And, and like you know, and, 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 and I'm hoping I'm that. I'm sorry, I meant to ask you, what do you think of Bortles? Well, I, I really think, um, you know, Jake Bortles has, has, has a lot of work to do. Um, when yeah. we look at him, and I look at the guy that came in with him, um, Teddy Bridgewater, who was a pro bowler this year and yeah. took his team to the playoffs and was drafted quite a few numbers behind Jake Bortles. When you look at the production and look at the maturity and look at the even the, even the, the uh, level of competition on both these teams, it's not that great of a deal. But if you take Adrian Peterson out of the equation, it's not that great of a deal. But when you look at that quarterback position, I think, I think, um, I think Teddy Bridgewater is way ahead of Jake Bortles right now. I think now. He's, a, he's ahead of him now because he plays on a better team. Yeah, and that might have yeah, a lot to do with it. You can't really judge these guys till years down the road. I know, but but they don't have years. You know, I mean, yeah. these guys don't. I mean, when I'm what, what I'm and what I'm comparing him to is Teddy Bridgewater, and I and Johnny Manziel came in that same class. Now we got to throw yeah. him in the equation yeah. too. You know, but when we look at these guys, I, I mean, Manziel was talked about as being the greatest thing coming out, but Bortles was he's a first round pick too. So I think. Yeah. These are the guys that are going to always be looked at in that same equation. Like, we looked at John Elway, Jim Kelly, and Dan Marino in that same program because those guys were in the same class. I you know, remember we that. We always look at these guys so as, hey, how? Ken O'Brien and, yeah. uh, well, and, and there's like six of them. Kenny Easton oh, was in that Kenny class, Eason. too. And the quarterback for Pittsburgh, for um, Penn State. I can't think of his name. Uh, he's, uh, yeah, he's one of the announcers. Uh, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. So, so we, we look at that class. You know, those are, yeah. we always re- refer back to the class of quarterbacks. And we're going to look at this class as, and, 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 and pretty much kind of like that, too. Because, yeah. um, you know, Bortles is, is I, I like Bortles. I don't like um, Jacksonville because the team is, 
is constantly going through um, turmoil and, and change, and that's never good for an organization. And I think once they get a little stability in Jacksonville, I really think, and a good running back too, and I'm not so sh- and I'm not so sure that they haven't found one in the kid from Alabama. Um, can't think Yelvin. of his name right now. Or uh, Henry. No, not Henry. Henry's still in college. He's coming out this year. Um, well, what I was going to say was if you if they got uh, Henry and paired him with Yeldon, T.J. Yeldon, Yeldon is the kid they have now. Yeah. Yeah, like, you need two running backs. Oh, you got to have two or three. You know. Um, oh yeah, two look, primaries yeah. to rotate. You know. But uh, yeah, can you imagine that, Derrick Henry and uh, T.J. Yeldon and, you know, Bortles and that passing attack? They just don't have a, a heavy-duty running back. If all it was going to be the, the guy they got from uh, Minnesota. Uh, Toby Gerhardt. Yeah. yeah. What a waste of a lot of money. You wonder how uh, these scouts get paid. I uh, I mean, I... I, I I could have uh, done that trade and cost them a lot less money than that, and I'm not even a a pro football executive. <laughs> I mean, that was just that, that didn't make any sense at all. But because well, he was Adrian Peterson's backup, he's got to be great, right? Okay. Well, that that uh, was definitely not a good move by Jacksonville, and, uh, and 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 these are the kind of moves that have really set this program back. You know, yeah. uh, and well, when we look at draft picks at bombs. Yeah. Uh, have bombed. I mean, when we look at uh, at, at the guy that played wide receiver from uh, Oklahoma State, um, uh, he just yeah, Blackman. He just continues to get in trouble. He'll never play in the NFL again, I don't think. No. But that was a no. wasted pick that set them back um, years. I mean, so yeah, R. J. Uh, Howard, J. Yeah. R. Howard. Yeah. So you know, I, I There's mean, a long list of and. But let's just go to the ones. Let's let's. Look, I don't. I look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, Coughlin, and after Tom Coughlin, you know yeah. that that, that they, Tom Coughlin had us at a had Jacksonville at a at a at a level in the NFL where we were respected and feared, and oh, now yeah. after Tom Coughlin, we were almost like below average constantly. We've never been anything less than below average in Jacksonville. After Tom Coughlin, so I, I look at it as, as um, you know, the coaching has a whole lot to do with it. And one of the worst yeah. moves we ever did in Jacksonville. Not even talking about the bad decisions that we made as far as draft picks and losing picks and signing people that were not worthy of million dollar contracts, but to lose one of the greatest coaches in NFL history in Tom Coughlin. Well, to, I think his time had pretty much come and gone, uh, like yeah. up in New York. I love Coughlin, but, uh, you know, I think he has run, everybody's run comes to an end. Yeah, and I agree. I think, in fact, I was at the game, the game when they lost to uh, Tennessee in the AFC Championship game in 1999. From uh-huh. that point on, everything started going downhill. I think Coughlin was gone within a year or so, and uh, then they brought in um, Del Rio and Shaq Harris, and Shaq Harris made some really awful picks. And like I say, I think that was the turning point right there after they lost that game to Tennessee. Yeah, I, I really think that that was a, um, that was that a big was awful. That was a I big couldn't believe it. I was for... sitting in the stadium, could not believe it. 
that was a big loss for um, Jacksonville to lose Tom Coughlin, and and I really yeah. think that um, that the New York the New York Football Giants are going to see um, the raft of losing Tom Coughlin as well. I mean, yeah. this a lot of times we don't understand. It's the little things that make a big difference in organizing a football team. Well, you know Crossing the T's and, uh, and dotting the I's. Those little things make a big difference. And I mean, yeah. um, attention, attention to detail makes a big difference. And some people look at things and say, oh, that, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. You don't have to square it in. You could just turn it in. And those little things make a big difference. And I think that when you start losing people because of their too, um, their regiment is too tough or um, the way they handle people is not so uh, politically correct and some of the things they say might be a little out of place. I really think uh, we're, we're, um, we're taken away from the game when we do that because what made us who we are is paying attention to detail. And every once in a while, getting a good swift kick in the pants ain't a bad thing. You know, and I no. think Tom Coughlin has done that to a lot of people and maybe rubbed some people the wrong way. And maybe it is time for him to leave New York. I hope it's not time for him to leave football. I hope I see yeah. him coaching um, somewhere again. Hope but wasn't it in, Tiki Barber who, uh, who left the Giants because of that regiment? And what happened to him? Yeah, it yeah, was he, Tiki Barber. It was Tiki Barber, yeah. yeah. And, and he was what happened to him? Ones. I'm sure there are others, but... Yeah. Uh, it's, you know what uh, happened well, to him, um, Van? We're getting ready to take a quick commercial break, but know what happened to him, Van? He left the Giants because Tom Coughlin was too too, too hard, is what he said. He didn't right. really relate to the players. And the yeah. next year, they won the Super Bowl without that's him. That's right, without him. You understand what I'm saying? That. So that's, that's, that's the Tom Coughlin that we, that we know and love and respect. And, um, and I'm sure we're going to see him in football again. Hey, Van, thanks for calling the Sports Info UM radio show. And don't hesitate. We're here every Monday night from 8 to 9 o'clock on the Voice hey, America Radio. it's been a pleasure, man. You're the man. Hey, thanks, Van. I appreciate it. And stay cool and warm over there. Stay warm over there in St. Augustine. It's getting a little hey, chilly outside. Get that comforter out. <laughs> Take care, Van. Call us again yeah. next Monday night. Take care. Yep. Peace. Hey, guys. That was Van calling us from St. Augustine, Florida. And we didn't actually talk about the MVP of the Super Bowl was Von Miller. Wow. What a game he had. But, hey, we got to get back to the man, Peyton Manning. Let's give him his due. You know, I, hey, let's get Peyton. Way to go, Peyton. I like that Peyton Manning. I'm proud of that dude, man. He won a Super Bowl, and he might do the Ray Lewis on us, too. Go out with the Super Bowl and champion, with being the Super Bowl champion, the Super Bowl 50. We're going to always remember this, the 50th anniversary of the Super Bowl. Peyton Manning wins it, and, and he wins it almost. Uh, he was the underdog, definitely was the underdog, probably the first Super Bowl ever that he was the underdog. Hey, guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll be back right after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. 
formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM on Voice Month Radio. Hey, guys, we got to tip our hats and show some love to the 2000. 15-16 NFL Hall of Fame, 2016 NFL Hall of Fame class. Um, and that class is going to be um, Brett Favre, um, Super Bowl champion, Green Bay Packers, uh, Ken Stabler, Super Bowl champion, uh, Oakland Raiders, Marvin Harrison, uh, Super Bowl champion, um, Indianapolis Colts, uh, Orlando Pace, uh, Super Bowl champion for the um, um, the, uh, in, the the um, the Rams. As a matter of fact, the um, Missouri Rams. <laughs> That's kind of funny. And Kevin Green who played with the um, Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Tony Do- Tony Dungy, uh, Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Eddie DeBartolo Senior Jr., who was the uh, owner of the um, San Francisco 49ers. And and the forty ers actually were um the forty ers actually were Super Bowl champions a few times in the eighties. Hey guys, we got Tony on the line from Palm Coast. Tony, what's going on? Hey, what's going on there? How you doing, bud? Hey, loving life, man. Loving life. Every second of it. You know, it's a little chilly yeah. over in, in in Palm Coast tonight, but uh, are we having a good time still? Yeah, we got our hats and gloves on. You know, it's a bomb of 40 degrees. You know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I'm a Floridian, I man. On, I just got on. Uh, listen, I heard you going down the um, the list of the Hall of Fame inductees. So on that note, we were talking about that yesterday. Kevin Green. Yeah. I'm not sure he's a Hall of Famer. I agree. He was good, yeah. but I'm not sure he's a Hall of Famer. I, I I would I would I would agree with you. I'm not sure that right now Kevin Green is is a Hall of Famer. You know, right. I, I I don't see him in that Hall of Fame linebacker list. I, I don't I don't see it. 
you know, I, I just I, I would agree with you totally. Yeah, you know? I was shocked by that uh, announcement there. He was good. Uh, granted, he was a stealer, and you know, you know how Ravens feel about stealers, so we're not even going to talk like about it. that. But yeah. you know, that being said, I was a Jerome Bettis fan. So it's, it's, it's nothing against the Steeler or anything like that. I just don't think he was the true, his career was worthy of a Hall of Fame. He was an excellent player, but Hall of Fame, I'm just not so sure. Let me ask you a question. Is James Harrison a Hall of Famer? He's another one. I'm, I don't know, man. We, we, I, I went back and forth on that one. I like him. But I'm not even sure if he's a Hall of Fame worthy. I'm not he sure if he's a Hall of Famer either. And if he's not a Hall of Famer, Kevin Green, I'm I'm definitely shaking my head on the Kevin yeah. Green uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah, I was uh, I was that shocked me a little bit. I mean, I think there's some good receivers who aren't in the Hall of Fame who probably were a lot better than Marvin Harrison. But he was a good I, professional. He had a good career. Hall of Fame, not so sure. You know, I, I, I look at Marvin Harrison, I think he deserves Hall of Fame. I think Marvin Harrison made Peyton Manning. I mean, Peyton Manning was a great quarterback, but, man, this guy Marvin Harrison did it and didn't say much. I mean, he, he, he was never one to be flamboyant, didn't, didn't, even, didn't even make a whole lot of noise when he scored a touchdown. I mean, and right. I think that's one of the things that put him in the Hall of Fame is he slipped in. Just like he used to slip in the end zone, and not, Holly even knew it. To the, to the crowd started cheering. Was he? He was in the end zone, and I think he slipped in the um, in the Hall of Fame the same way. Marvin Harrison had had some some shady shady dealings. Um, um, so I, you know, and at the same time, because he's so quiet and mellow, those same things kind of just slipped away, and you never hear anything about him. So uh, I'm, I'm happy Mark Harrison is in the, in the Hall of Fame. That's probably what got him over the hump, is his, you know, his personality as far as, like you said, he just kind of slipped under the radar, had solid numbers. Nothing spectacular, but good enough to get into the Hall of Fame. I agree. Yep. And, and now, my next question. Go ahead. What did you, you think of the game yesterday, the overall game? You know, um, I actually predicted that um, – Peyton Manning and Denver would win the Super Bowl, and uh, and it pretty much kind of worked out like I said it would. I, I think I thought that Peyton Manning would be in a dog fight and he wouldn't make a lot of bad decisions. And I thought the bright lights of the Super Bowl was just a bit too much for Cam Newton. Not necessarily his team or his defense, but it was a bit much for for Cam Newton. And I think I think his team did drop some of his passes. Um, like I was telling one of the callers earlier, if that was your first time seeing Cam Newton, he didn't impress you. He didn't. He didn't see the Superman that we were expecting to see. See, uh, he was just an average quarterback. You know, Carolina kind of. You know, I told a lot of my coworkers when when the public and everybody jumps to one team, normally it goes the other way. So I was predicting Denver to win. I kind of wanted Carolina to win. And but I think they went into that a heavyweight fight with one hand tied behind the back. And I say that when I say that I mean their receivers without Benjamin and then they lost Brown. I mean you're talking Jericho Cotri and the Funkus who is a, a rookie. Uh they just they didn't have the speed, they didn't have the experience to get open against the corners of 
you know, Denver's defense, Denver didn't really have to blitz. They could they could get pressure on them with four. So that just left the coverage man-to-man and spies in the middle. They were just hamstrung. They really weren't prepared to go up against that number one defense offensively. I, I would agree with you. And I think when we start talking about the stage, I think the stage was – was was a bit too much for for uh, for this Carolina Panthers team, and sometimes you know maybe they had gotten all they could out of this team, you know, uh, right. especially those receivers because yeah. when we look at what they dealt with from from the beginning of the season without Benjamin to get to where they are to go fifteen and zero at one point, and hey, I, I think they were overachieving the entire game, and sometimes you know you can only overachieve for so long, to, you know. The wind catches up with you. That's an excellent point. But that, yeah. I, I do have to say, to me, that catch, that was a non-catch, uh, that was a catch. I don't know what the referees were looking at, but that, that ball never hit the ground. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm not so sure, uh, Tony. Oh, come on. I'm not so sure, Tony. <laughs> I'm not so sure. I'm, I'm really not so sure. You know, I, and, 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 and I'm the first person to criticize referees. And I really think the NFL has got to get younger at that position. Referee. I mean, because these right. guys are just too old to run and be a part of the action with the fastest and the most athletic men in the world. You know, I just right. think it's kind of tough for them. And when you, I think they almost should have an age limit on it. You know, once you hit 64, you can't you, – forget it. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you can't even apply. Team. No. Right. I'm sorry. You can't apply. You I cannot – I mean, and, and it, how, in the, how in the world can we say, oh, you can't play wide receiver if you can't run at least a 4-5 or 4-4. Right. Forget it. And then, but at the same time, we can have a referee to run a 10-8-40? Come on. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. We got to do guess. something about that. Hey, Tony, man, thanks for giving us a hollow hey, sports info show. Always man. a pleasure, man. Really appreciate it. Talk we'll holler at you next time. Right. Thanks. Yes, sir. Hey, guys, we got Tony calling us from um, Palm Coast. And hey, and I would agree with him that, um, you know, Peyton Manning did make him do a lot of smart things, and Cam Newton didn't look good at all. Hey, Matt, do we have another call on the line? We got Chris on the line. Chris, what's going on? Not much. How you doing? Doing great. Chris calling from Jacksonville, Florida. Hey, we just had an earlier caller calling from St. Augustine, and he had a nerve, and I love Van. He had a nerve to, to say, um, talking about the Super Bowl and Cam Newton, and I actually mentioned that the Jaguars could learn something from that. And don't mention the Jaguars in the same sentence, talk, sentence as talking about a Super Bowl <laughs> champion. Like Come you. on. And I agree. I agree. No. You know, Jag- the Jaguars are light years behind where the Panthers and um, the, Dem- the Denver Broncos are right now as far as organizations. They, they, they way, way, way back, you know, way back. But uh, anyway, Chris, what did you think about the game? Uh, overall, because I, I, I'm a defensive player, I thoroughly enjoyed the defensive uh, firepower that both teams was putting up. I, that, was, that was really good to see. I, I would agree. I mean, that was a, wow. I mean, that was like a defensive explosion to watch that game. I mean, and, and, and to see this guy, Von Miller, play at a level like, like that, he's played at a high level this, this season. But I don't think we, we've seen what we saw um, 
last night this entire season from him. No, that was that was a different man, and that and that man was playing with boys last night, and he, he literally his get off was awesome. He used his hands, and he was getting to the quarterback all night. Like he made plays that I don't think anybody else would have made in that position last night. That was just unreal to watch. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, Cam Newton had um, two fumbles, and he lost both of them. You know, the kid mm-hmm. Mike Tobert, he had two fumbles. He lost one of them. Uh, you know, overall, this team had three fumble recoveries. They fumbled four times, and 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 and, and uh, Carolina fumbled four times, and Denver recovered three out of those four fumbles. And one of them, they they recovered for a touchdown. You know, you get that kind of numbers in an NFL game, you're gonna win. And that is the ball game, yes, sir. That, that's the ball game. When we look at it, um, Denver turned. Denver had um, had three fumbles, three turnovers. Um, they had one interception, and they had two fumbles. But they only they 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 only had one turnover. Actually, you know what I mean. They had that one interception. They fumbled twice, but they recovered it both times. So yeah. we look at it like it, some of the little things make a make a huge difference in this game. Yeah, a lot of people thought this guy Ware, Demarcus Ware, former Dallas Cowboy, you know, we had almost kind of written him off and said his career was pretty much over. But, mm-hmm. man, did he have an awesome game as well. He did, and that's, and that's uh, him and Wade Phillips coming from Dallas. I was actually happy because I don't like Dallas because I'm an Eagles fan, but with Wade Phillips and Demarcus Ware leaving Dallas and coming over to Denver to win the Super Bowl, I, I actually thought that was awesome. I mean, they I know they didn't come together, but with them both being there, after being in Dallas, I actually thought that was really good for them to actually kind of re- re- resurrect their careers and, and go out on a high note. Because I know DeMarcus Ware doesn't have much time left, and uh, Wade Phillips is not a head coach. He's a D coordinator, and he showed you why uh, yesterday. I would agree. And, and, you know, some guys are not um, head coaches. Some guys are just good offense coordinators. And I, I'm a, I'm a, one of these believers that think that Kubiak is not a good head coach. But He's not. now that we see, he has a really good defense coordinator, and he is a really good offensive coordinator. Hey, maybe they're working together. You know what I mean? Almost like you coach that side, I'll coach this side. You know, almost when you think about um, when you hear that story about um, Chicago Bears and Buddy Ryan, say Mike Dicker didn't even come in the defensive meeting rooms. So he had nothing to do with the defense when Buddy Ryan was a defense defense coordinator for the Chicago Bears. So I think that's kind of what we see in Denver. Um, Wade Phillips, he's not a he's not a, um, a, um, a, a a Buddy Ryan kind of guy where he he requires attention or want to focus on him. He's not that kind of guy. He's never been that kind of person. And so yeah. um, that might be a good mix for him and Kubiak in Denver for a while. For a while, and, and and then his first year as the head coach to get a Super Bowl. That's again, that's awesome, and you don't see that every year. You do not see that every year. No, you don't. Now the question is: Is he still gonna have the same burning, burning desire to get out there and work as hard as he did this year? Is he gonna work as hard next year? Is he? Is his team gonna work as hard next year? Or are they gonna have the Super Bowl blues? You know, I think that's a good question. And 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 if they lose Peyton Manning, this kid Oswald. He's shown us that he can win games in the NFL. Now, can he take them to the Super Bowl or can he take them deep into the playoffs? That's yet to be seen. But I don't think Peyton Manning is coming back to Denver next year. His dad said he's not coming back. He don't think he's coming back, and I don't think he's coming back either. 
and he's not. And again, as long as Oswald is not trying to go out there and be uh, a quarterback who wins games and be a game manager because his defense is awesome and just not make turnovers like an Alex Smith type of quarterback, they'll be all right for many years. But if he goes out there trying to be Brett Favre in his prime, it's not going to happen. Because I don't think hey. he's that quarterback. I don't think he's, he's that good. And speaking of um, Brett Favre, do you think we're going to see Peyton Manning go down the same old road that Brett Favre went on? Uh, he'll be playing for the Jets next year. And then at the following year, he, um, he, he might be in Miami. You know, are we going to see that from Peyton Manning? Or are we going to see him take this Super Bowl championship and ride into the sunset with it as a true Super Bowl champion? Just like Ray Lewis did, man. I really think that's what he is going to do because what Brett Favre, he had nowhere else to be because they had um, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers waiting in the wings. But with Denver, they only have Brock Osweiler who has showed he can win games but not shown that he's the guy. Hence why Peyton Manning came back in the divisional round to get back in the in the second half to lead him to victory. So I think that Peyton Manning is going to take this victory and ride it to the sunset. But I think now he's going to be trying to get into like the coaching ranks some kind of way in, in the uh, front office. I think that's where his next move is going to be. Okay. I can see him being a, a general manager or, or something like what John Elway is. I can see yeah. him doing something like that in Indianapolis. You know, and it might not have to be in Indianapolis. It might be in somewhere else in the NFL. But um, I, I don't know if I can see him being a, a offensive coordinator or, or I, I, don't, I don't know if I see him even being a coach. But I possibly see him um, – uh, putting on a suit and tie, and and maybe even maybe being a general manager, being uh, possibly in the in the selection part of um, who's going to be a team, or maybe even just working for the NFL in some capacity uh, for years to come. I, I can see all of that, I, and I really can. I just I really don't see him as a coach, like you said. But as far as what you said, is the NFL or somewhere with a suit and tie, I, I can actually see him doing that. I really can. Yeah, I can too. Yep. Hey, Chris, man, we got a quick take a uh, a quick commercial break. And uh, hey, man, don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night from eight to nine. We talk about the world of sports, everything that's going on in the world of sports. And before we, well, you know, we got a minute before the break, Chris. But you know how I feel about that Rick Pitino. I don't like that dude. I mean, that dude is 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 grimy, man. He's grimy, and he finally might have gotten what he deserves with the penalty of, of what, what Louisville is going through. What do you think about that before we go? Oh, real quick. I, I really think that, that he, he – I'm not going to say I don't like him because I like the way he does things. Again, he's – he took like on, as a coach, not behind the scenes, but as a coach, I really like him. And, um, and I think – but this is one of those things that's going to set, set the program back uh, for a while. But I think they're going to stick with him because, he, again, he is a good coach and it's hard to find those good coaches. Okay. Hey, Chris, man, let's say this, though, before we go, before we take this quick break. Um, nowadays, these coaches have almost cameras in the dorms. They got so much surveillance. They got so many people watching their players and their athletes. There's nowhere in the world they have prostitutes going over to these guys' room, and he didn't know nothing about it, man. There's nowhere in the world they rack up bills for prostitution and, and alcohol and this and that and on recruiting visits. And he didn't know nothing about it. That's just ridiculous because, I mean, they know everything about us while we're in college, man. That's their job. Mm-hmm. They do. 
So, hey, there's and no he way he didn't know about it. And if he, if anybody gets penalized, it should be him because we know what's getting ready to happen to the kids. They're getting yeah. ready to suffer a stiff penalty. Hey, Chris, thanks for calling, man. We'll be back next week, every week, every Monday night here on Sports Info. You am on the Voice of America Radio. Call us next Monday. Yes, sir. We'll do. Hey, thanks a lot. Hey, guys, we'll be back in a in a couple right after these messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, we got Roshan on the line. Roshan, what do you think about this Hall of Fame voting, man? We got Brett Favre going in. I think he's a worthy candidate. Uh, Ken Stabler, I think he's worthy. Marvin Harrison, I really think he's worthy. Orlando Pace, I think he's quite worthy. Tony Dungy, I think he's worthy. Eddie DeBartolo Jr., he has some shady dealings, man. And I'm not so sure that, you know, the, the shadiness should should have held him up. And it did hold him up for a long time. Let's don't get it twisted. Because... He had yeah. he was the owner of the 49ers in the in the eighties, you know, when they were winning the yeah. Super Bowls, you know, back with Joe Montana and, and Jerry Rice and those guys. So he's had to endure some 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 pain by not being in. And um I think he's probably deserving of going in now, now that I think about it, now, because yeah. he even actually had to sell that team uh because of his 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 problems. Yeah. Yep. And Kevin I Green agree. I'm not so sure that he deserves to be in the in the Hall of Fame, to be honest with you. I look at, you know, when you look at the Hall of Fame, sometimes it's, it's a stat. You know, they talk about it's a, it's a, a, a conglomerate of all the alumni and, the, you know, the person who, the people who just made the way for football and made the way for other players. But, you know, there are, it's a, a stat thing, too. And Kevin Green got the stats. 
he has the stats to be in the Hall of Fame, but whether or not he's supposed to be in this early, I mean, it's up for debate. Yeah. And, and, and you're right. You know, um, um, it is up for debate. Now, everyone else on this list, I'm all for. Um, and, and Kevin Green, he has a Super Bowl under his belt as well uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Tony Dungy, he has a Super Bowl. Eddie DeBartolo Jr., I think he has four Super Bowls. Um, um, and then and Brett Favre, he, he has a Super Bowl. Uh, Ken Stabler yeah. has a number of Super Bowls. Marvin Harrison has, has his one Super Bowl. And Orlando Pace, he, he has a Super Bowl. So, you know, uh, not, that, not that a Super Bowl is a defining factor, but I, I really think that um, it, it really does set this, 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 guy, this group of guys that are going in, um, make them really special. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, yep. Tony Dungy have two Super Bowls if you really want to know the truth. <laughs> ah, that's wrong, man. That's wrong. <laughs> I, and I, I would agree with you. You know, Indianapolis won a Super Bowl right after Tony Dungy left. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I would um, agree with you. Yeah, because Tampa, when he was, you know, they, they got rid of him and brought John Gruden in there, and they went to the Super Bowl the next year. Yep, you're right. Yeah. Now, what do you but think I, about T.O.? not making it into the Hall of Fame on his first ballot. I feel that Teal really got slighted from the Hall of Fame. Uh, reason being, you know, you have Marvin Harrison. Assist, he, to me, I feel he's a system wide receiver. You know, just like you have system quarterbacks. But they go to different teams, you don't know if they'll prosper or not. Teodor went from team to team and was still prosper. He gets 1,000 yards. He gets his receptions. Uh, he gets his touchdowns. Is he outspoken? Yes, he is. But he's an athlete that that's what top three in every statistical category in the NFL when it comes to wide receivers. But he he don't get it because he talked too much. I, I don't I don't understand. Well, I, I think I think you said it when you said he played for three different organizations and he was very productive in all of them. And as and as good as he was, he should have been able to stay with all of them. You know, he should have been a, he should have been a 49er for life. Or if nothing else, he should have stayed at the Cowboys or Philadelphia. This guy had problems everywhere yeah. he went. You know what I mean? And I think that's the reason he's not in the Hall of Fame, to be honest with you. You know, it ain't it's not uh, uh, it, 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 it's the three different organizations that he had to play for. And, and at the at the end of yeah. his career, and, and this even makes it worse. At the end of his career, he makes the league look bad because here it is, they you've earned over a hundred million dollars. And all of a sudden, you're still scraping around trying to play for anybody that'll let you play, and you've earned over a hundred million dollars. I mean, that's that's almost yeah. a disgrace to the league. And I think these things go in consideration um, when they when we start talking about Hall of Famers, you know. Um, um, so, uh, with that being said, I think T.O. will probably get in the Hall of Fame probably on the next ballot, especially if he can get his act together. And um, and and when I say get his act together, I really mean Keep his nose clean. Don't do nothing stupid. Don't get in a fight. Don't, don't yeah. get in a fight with somebody at Starbucks, or don't be on TMZ <laughs> for for um, for losing all your money buying a semi-pro arena football team. I don't know, man. He just yeah. he just does too many things to to be considered um, in the same paragraph as Brett Favre, Tony Dungy. You know, I, oh, I, I don't, I mean, and, I, and I'm not putting him down. I'm just saying uh, he has a little more um, tidying up to do before we can put
put that Hall of Fame label on him. But Peyton Manning, man, he says he's going to retire. Um, His his dad says he's going to retire. Archie Manning says this is it for Peyton Manning. Is this it for Peyton Manning, or are we going to see this guy play that old Brett Favre tune next year playing for the Jets? um, I think he needs to do the same thing Jerome Bettis did. You know, just where you you got the championship. Uh, Matter of fact, you got two. You know, you've been there multiple times. Um, you are a champion. You know, he has a better playoff percentage, a playoff head-to-head against Tom Brady. I like that. You know, <laughs> and I just feel that um, he needs to retire. He has nothing else to prove. Yeah, I know, man, but, you know, I'm going to tell you something. You know, and, and it might be different for Peyton Manning. It really might be different for Peyton Manning. But it's just really hard for some people to imagine that. Um, I am going to make anywhere from three to my three to five million dollars if I play this season for the Jets. I might take some injuries, and and in my blood, I want to play like you don't understand. And it's just yeah. hard to just turn it down. I think it's hard to turn the money, and I think it's hard to turn the 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 passion for this game that a lot of these guys have. And in most cases, man, and when we look back at almost all of them, especially this position at quarterback, not too many guys walk away from the game. They almost have to yeah. be wheeled off the field. They play, they play, when you play past your time, I mean, you know, uh, Dan Marino passed his time. Yeah. Even Brett Favre, you know, they, some of them just played just a little bit too long. I, I, I agree. I, I, just, I think I, I can see that. Peyton Manning possibly doing something like that, man. I, I, I really do. You know, and yeah, hey, just, and I, he might I look at a team like the Jets and say, "Hey, man, they got Brandon Marshall. They got a stable of running backs. They got one of the best defenses in the league. Come on, you know." And, and, and his old boy, and his old boy, the other receivers on the other side. Uh, who's the kid to play on the other side of Brandon Marshall? Who played with Peyton Manning uh, at Denver? Yeah, um, yeah, the white I, guy, the other wide receiver. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm saying he might look at that and say, "Hey, hey there's some opportunities there." I'm not so sure. Uh, I, I, I really hope Peyton Manning um, decides that this, this is it. Uh, he goes out with the Ray Lewis, um, you know, take the trophy and, and and go home. You know, man. But um. It's a little bit of news that's going on. Shady McCoy, he was arrested. Not arrested, but he's, 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 he's wanted to be, they want to question him about a bar fight. Now, yeah, I'm just saying, why, does, why do these guys have to get in stuff like that this time of year? What's it's, up? Yeah, what, are your, what are your thoughts on that before we get out of here, Roshan? You know, you're, the old saying, what, you know, what your parents used to always tell you, you know, you're known by the company you keep. Mm-hmm. And you can't, it's just certain people that you just can't produce a friendship. For one, when you're a high-profile player, the way that Shady McCoy is, you know, you're a professional. And, you know, you don't see the Tom Brady's and even the Peyton Manning, the consummate professionals, you don't see them doing the things that some of these other guys do, whether it's an ego thing or whether it's just something that they just be around, you know, with the wrong crowd. Yep. It's the I would agree. With- Johnny Manziel, you know by the company you keep it, and and look, it, you may pay for it. You know, you never know. Yeah, you're right. 
Yep. Hey, Roshan, we got another call on the line, and we only got five minutes before we out of here, man. Hey, thanks for calling Sports okay. for you on Radio Show. And we'll be back next Monday. We'll be back right here for okay, you to give then. us another call. We appreciate it. That'd be great. Hey, I appreciate it, Roshan. Hey, we got Jerome calling on the line. What's going on, Jerome? Hey, Darren, how are you, buddy? Man, loving life, every second of it. How's the fishing going? Doing good. Looking forward to seeing you last night at the fish fry, but didn't see you. Oh, man, I missed it. I had another appointment and didn't make it. I wish I, oh, I talked about it a few times. I really did. And I'm sorry oh. I missed it. Yeah, but I won't miss the next one, I'm telling you. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I won't miss the next one. Hey, um, you know, I talked about this last week on the show, and I really thought that Peyton Manning would come out like a scald dog and really just play really smart football. Not make a lot of bad decisions. And I saw him throw an interception in the red zone uh-huh. yesterday that I just thought was just totally, un- you know, it was, it was unnecessary. He really got outsmarted by a zone blitz. And uh, I thought that might be the turning point in the game, but it wasn't. And Cam Newton really never got the bright lights out of his eyes. And I don't think he ever calmed down and, and, and played the way we thought the, Super Bowl, the um, NFL MVP would have played. Well, he had a couple of factors. Number one, he'd never faced a defense as fast as Denver, and uh, I guess they couldn't uh, with the speed because Denver, you know, always been pretty good defensively up front with Miller and other defensive end. And also, Cam, if you notice the first part of the game, like you say, he was hyped up a little bit. Every throw was high, which kind of tell you that a quarterback is kind of exciting, but you would thought he would have calmed down. And the third thing is I thought he should have ran the ball a little more. seemed like he wasn't – or even a shooter wasn't calling for him to run the ball. And I know he probably got hurt that one time when the show, he started grabbing his shoulder, but he just didn't, didn't seem like he wanted to you know, run the ball. I would agree, uh, Jerome. And I, I, I told one of the callers earlier that if someone that was the first time watching Cam Newton and expecting to see this very athletic Superman kind of running quarterback, you didn't see that. And, uh, I never saw them actually have any plays designed for him to run the ball either. Maybe um, maybe Denver just totally took that away. But I just thought that that was almost one of those factors in, 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 um, in the Panthers' offense that just couldn't be taken away as him running the ball because he's the one guy that might not be accounted for. Um, didn't see it and didn't see him throw the ball with accuracy. And that's one of the things that I've – Always praise Cam Newton about his um his accuracy with the football. Mm-hmm. Didn't see it. No. Didn't see it. And I think I think he was a little nervous. You know, first time even Peyton looked like he was a little nervous, and maybe he was pressing because it may be his last time. But everybody just looked like it was pressing last night. I, I think they were, but um, when we look at Cam Newton, he's young. I think he'll be back, and I really think that. Uh, the Panthers are going to get a few more weapons, and I think they're going to be back. Uh, we, we look at this kid, Benjamin, who basically had a season off this year. Um, he's going to be back, and I think that's going to make this team better. And one of the things that Cam Newton has on his side is youth. And because he has a youth on his side, hey, Peyton Manning, 39 years old, he's about out of league. Um, uh, Tom Brady's 38 years old. He's about out of league. Um, you look at um, um, Ben Roethlisberger. He he's up there and has had a, has suffered a ton of injuries in his career. He's almost out. Carson Palmer he's suffered nerve damage, knee damage. 
he's had a lot of a lot to deal with in his career. And we talk about some of these other quarterbacks, like um, like the San Diego Chargers quarterback, um, Philip Rivers. He's not a spring chicken. So I think Cam has has youth on his side, and I really think that we're going to see him in the Super Bowl a few more times. I think you're right, and in the NFC. It's kind of wide open. You only had, what, about three or four teams that was real dominant in the uh, NFC. So that kind of bodes well for them also. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. And, 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 and the NFC is a, a, a good division for him to be in right now. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what you, and, and before we get out of here, Jerome, we only got two minutes. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, he says he's retiring. I'll, I'll believe that when I see it. I mean, when training camp opened in a few months and he's not in anybody's camp, I'll believe that. Rick Pitino has gotten some suspension from the NCAA and the University of Louisville. Is it deserving, Jerome? I think it is. I mean, if they did uh, a lot closer, they'll see probably something happen. And, you know, you don't get those sanctions and uh, people looking at you if nothing happens. So something did happen. I think they're self-imposing you know, on themselves, which is good. Because they're trying to take a punishment themselves instead of have the NCA come down on them, but I think I think it's uh, uh, deserving. I, I think you're right. Hey, and Jerome, um, before we get out of here, man, who's who? Who will we see in the Super Bowl next year? Could it be Cincinnati Bengals? Who do you think one of the teams is going to be in the Super Bowl next year, or two? I would like to see uh, Arizona get back there. Um, uh, what the receiver name? He's had Last, a great it's career. True. Larry Fitzgerald, and he almost deserved to get there. Uh, and they've been a tough team uh, defensively. Uh, I don't know if they're ready to take that lead, but I would like to see Arizona get there. And on the AFC side, I'd like to see a surprise. I don't want to see the Denvers and the, see, uh, the uh, um, New England. I want to see somebody different. Like, you know, it's like a Buffalo or, or a Jets or somebody, anybody, you know. <laughs> I like that, Jerome. I really like that. Hey, Jerome. We're here every Monday night, man. Don't be a stranger. Call us every Monday, every Monday you can. We'll be here at a Sports Info UN radio show. All right. Thanks, man. Hey, thanks. Hey, guys, we've had another good show, and we had another great football season. And we'll be back next week to talk more sports info. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.